I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. This is Hump Day. It's February 14th. It's Valentine's Day uh, in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Episode 1023. It's Hour 2 of episode 1023 of the Brian Hank show presented by Lenore community college. If you missed our first hour, by golly, you missed a, a fun hour. Well, no, it was fun. You hear, uh, our first hour guest and our Wednesday, I uh, guess, uh, Mike Martin chuckling over there, but you know what? We talked a little bit about everything. We did. We, that's sort of us. I yeah, mean, it is us, man. I like to think it's like we're us. Yeah, this is us. Valentine's but I like to Day. think, yeah, I know. I like to think it's like we're like an, on a 10 lane highway, okay? We start over in the slow lane, then we jet over six lanes over, and then we jet back over four lanes, and squirrel. then <laughs> squirrel. Exactly. But man, we talked we talked Valentine's Day. We talked uh facility co- collegiate facilities. We talked uh ACC basketball. We did a little bit of everything in our first hour. If you missed it, then uh, you need to uh go to uh brianhanks.com or come right back here on betonthebull.com at uh uh or 9:60 a.m. at 3 o'clock today for the replay but mike martin joined me in the first hour uh, he's kinston's renaissance man and i will say one more time for the folks that missed it uh, as i was uh, openly hitting on you in the uh, first hour dude you look nice today man thanks got, my man what, thanks. What, what, what kind of design would you say that jacket is that you it's a plaid i guess a yeah. uh, little pink brown tan i like it man with the it looks good man you got the carolina blue uh, button down collar shirt on you got the the pink and uh, a little blue uh, here. You got the flower on the lapel. I love, dude, I love, yeah. Hey, but you bring the brown Jordans to Dang. go with the uh, with the brown trousers. Well, so. you, you look good, man. You, you look good. But Mike Martin uh, coming up here. In, in fact, in just a few minutes, we're going to have uh, JJ Smith on. He'll be making his second appearance with us uh, from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, and. Uh, that'll be on our Spence Automotive guest line. We're also going to be joined by the head coach of the uh, East Carteret Mariners boys basketball team, Daniel Griffey. They have wrapped up another Coastal Plains 1A, 2A conference championship. We'll be talking to him about that, about the tournament that's coming up. Uh, we talked a little bit about the tragedy that happened at uh, in uh, Down East uh, uh, two years ago. If you want to, in fact, you you really talked a lot about that in our first hour too and i thought it was very and we're not going to rehash that right now we'll no, wait till we get no. coach griffey and jj here on the uh, line with us but but i thought you said a real a lot of really uh important things and just uh honoring the memory of yeah. uh those people the eight people that passed away including the four east Carteret students that you made a big point of who would be seniors right now They'd yes sir seniors at yes east sir Carteret. so uh, I do, uh, we did, uh, we got you caught up on high school basketball. We're not going to rehash that, but we didn't get the hometown hero updates and man, what a big game last night for Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem state. They improved to 16 and eight overall 10 and five in the CIAA. They won. Have you seen this? Am I breaking this to you? Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. They beat Fayetteville state who Fayetteville state beat them, uh, earlier, uh, this season. In fact, five or six games ago, Let's see if I've got that up here and, and I don't. But they beat them the first time they played in Fayetteville. Let me tell you something. Winston-Salem State won last night 75-50. to 25-point win last night for the Rams. Uh, IP started. He finished with five points, uh, a rebound, and six assists in 27 minutes. Amaji 
had uh, how's it? We were talking about stuff in a score sheet. How can you not have a double double or even have a double and score the stuff stat sheet? Let me tell you how, Mike Martin. Eight points, eight rebounds, five block shots, and an assist last wow. night. Wow! How about that wow. for a stat sheet? But Amaji Dodd from uh, Green Central, good game for him. And Jeremy was the second leading scorer for the Rams last night. He came off the bench. He was three for three from three-point range last night. That's awesome. 12 points, two rebounds for him. And then next up, humble brag time for Brian here as uh, the Rams are going to be in Indianapolis at NBA All-Star Weekend versus Virginia Union Saturday at 2. Guess who else is going to be there? You! <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Winston State, and they've already played one time in Virginia Union. They played in the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame tip-off uh, in Uncasville, Connecticut, uh, back on November 19th, and the Rams won that game 65-56, to so we'll see that. Uh, listen, I uh, Trez played last night, Don Trez Styles in Georgetown. Uh, they lost their ninth straight and 12th of their last 13 games as they were at number 19 Creighton last night. Uh they lost 94 to 72. Trez had 13 points, three rebounds, and a block in 39 minutes. Yes, he played all but one minute last wow. night. And you know what? That's a come. Maybe that's for next week. We need, but I'm happy for Trez that he's getting all this playing time. I hate that he's not getting a lot of dubs. Like I said, they've lost now 12 to the last 13. We need to get him on the show. I'm going to try to get him on the show here sometime in the next couple of weeks. How about Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt? They are had, admittedly having a tough, tough, tough season. They won last night, though. Upset Texas A&M last night, 74-73 to on a last-second shot. It was, uh, man. The, fight, just, the fighting Travis Allens of Texas A&M, uh, my minister at First Presbyterian. I'm glad you brought that up so yeah. I can mention it today on Ash Wednesday. So. Well, there you go. 7-17 Seven and 17 now, though, uh, Vanderbilt is. But, again, like I said, a big win. They play at number six, Tennessee, Saturday at 6. So, good luck to uh, Stack and uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores. I tell you what, on the line with us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, uh, we had him on a few months ago, uh, and, uh, man, just way overdue. J.J. Smith, uh, a sports writer, sports editor for the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Good morning, JJ. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing good. How about you, Mr. Hank? Uh, doing right. Die, 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 die. It's Brian. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I it's appreciate just, it's it. Just Hank. It's just Hank. Yeah, it's only coming in one speaker. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah, just a heads up. It, it, it threw me off, too, a little bit. Cool. Hey, it's not your fault. It's our uh, our board here. For whatever reason, you're only coming in uh, one ear here. Hey, JJ, we got to hang or not hang out. We got to put you on hold and then uh, call uh, Coach Griffey. So you're not going to hear anything here for a moment. Don't think we've hung up on you, okay? Sounds good. Okay. But while you're waiting, I want you to come up with a very embarrassing. I didn't realize this. Here, here, <laughs> hey, you'll like this, JJ. I thought you were like much younger than uh, the man sitting across from me right now. Uh, Most people do. <laughs> Most people do. So I didn't realize you guys went to school together. We I just did. knew that you we knew did. each other, but we I had did. no idea you went. So I need a very embarrassing story about Mike Martin when we pull you back up here on the air, okay? All right. Hey, 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 if you got to make something up, you can do that too, okay? It's all right. All right by me. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I tell you what, we are going to put you on hold here for a second. You gave me the number. Hey, cover for me here for a second here, uh, Mike, while I'm doing this. Hey, hey, can I, can, I get a, can I get a ruling from the jury while you're doing that? <laughs> Lay it on me. What's up from you and Hank and, and Griffey can chime in too if you want to. When I say EMC, Eastern North Carolina, I think of a very specific 
area of the state, correct? Or do you think of anything east of Raleigh or anything east of 95? When, That's when a you tough say one. ENC, and now, now you see, both I you guys say, grew up here. Let, let me go first. I'm yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'm the outsider here. Yeah, let, that's that's probably I can't, right. Play. I grew up in northwestern North Carolina. I went to college in Charlotte. When I heard ENC before I'd even visited eastern North Carolina, I would think east of 95. When you hear ENC, that that's my being outside y'all's box. That's what I would say. What about you, okay. Mike? And I think that's what it's turned into. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of the the state and national media, I mm. I would say Kinston or Newburn East would be Eastern North Carolina to okay. me. Um, but I think you know if you're if you're talking statewide, it would have to be sort of east of ninety five to encompass. Yeah, you know, Wilmington, Fayetteville. Uh, right. Yeah, you right. know. So, it, but. Okay. But, but, even though we're the most listened to show in Kenton, Lenore County, <laughs> Down East is the name of our baseball team. Is that where you're going, JJ? I, but it is no, not actually I, Down East. No, no I, got, I, I got a little fun trivia for you, and I'm just trying to declare what is ENC. Because, like, what I think of ENC, I think of what the TV channels cover, basically. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's. And, and I, I got That's up fair. with the man, the myth, the legend, Brian North, and they cover 15 counties. Come on. Um, and there's seven more they kind of cover, but they don't. So it, that doesn't include the Wilmington area. That doesn't include the Fayetteville area. That doesn't include the northeast the northeast area. Um, so I kind of think of ENC as the, the local affiliate TV coverage area. But if you all say it's Fayetteville, if you all say it's Wilmington, if you all say it's the northeast corner, and I'm fine with that. Okay, well, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, JJ, hold on. We're not hanging up on you. We're uh, calling Coach Griffey, okay? Sounds good. Very good. Hold on. Let me see how to do this. See, I didn't put his name into my uh, – oh, gone. <sighs> JJ, I think we're going to have to hang up on you and then call you back. Is that all right? Sounds good. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll be right back with JJ here. Show prep, as, he, as, Jay, as uh, John Dawson would say, uh, show prep. Yes, I know. Uh, let's see. Keypad. That's what I needed to hit. Doggone it. Okay, let's call him right now. You've reached the voicemail of Daniel Griffey, athletic director and basketball coach of East Carteret High School. Okay. Uh, captain of... Well, we'll uh, we'll try that again here in a second. Well, the thing is, he must be an AT and T guy. That if he doesn't, he may not know my number. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, let's see. Uh, how come his number says Havelock? Well, I mean that's not unusual. He may live in Havelock. Let's see, Coach. Trying to call you, <laughs> but going to voice. Mail. Okay. Ah, he's calling me Unknown back. Unknown caller. Right? Unknown caller. Coach Griffey, hold on one second. Let me uh, get you up on our uh, board here. Hey, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about that. I, I got so many uh, other calls that I hate. I just send them straight to voicemail if I don't have your number locked in. <laughs> hey, Good morning, coach, coach. Hey, Coach, I do the same thing. Don't sweat it. Hey, listen, I need to put you on hold just for a second so we can get J.J. up here on the line with us, okay? Sounds good. Here we go. Uh, so let's uh, add 
J.J. Smith. You guys are getting to hear how the sausage is yeah, made. Yeah, this is how the sausage is made. You are absolutely right. Let's see. Uh, oh, ringy-dingy one. J.J. Smith, are you there? Oh, J.J. Can you hear yeah, me? Thanks. There, there he is. Go. Okay, let's merge these calls. I know people are loving this right now as they're driving on their way into work right now going, uh, man, this is exciting. But I think by the miracle of uh, technology, we now have the head basketball coach at East Carteret, Daniel Griffey. We have uh, sports editor for the Carteret County News Times of Carolina Coast Online, J.J. Smith. Do I have both of you on the line right now? <laughs> and of course now i don't let's uh, try to go back through the board there now let's try again I, you first coach are you online i'm here jj yeah all right present <laughs> hey it only took four minutes of on-air time to uh get everybody on here okay Yes, yes. <laughs> Glorious. Thank Glorious. you both. Thank you both. It's sort of a, a special Down East edition yeah. of the Brian Hanks show today. I've got uh, Mr. Down East sitting across from me right now, Mike Martin. And, uh, again, J.J. Uh, Smith, just an award-winning, great writer for the Carteret County News-Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And, again, uh, how many conference championships have y'all won now, Coach Griffey, uh, in the Coastal Plains 1A, 2A? In the Coastal Plains, this is our third we shared it with Pamlico now twice because we both beat each other. Um, and then overall, our fifth in a row. Wow. That's incredible, Coach. That's incredible, Coach. This is Mike Martin here, like you said. Um, a proud uh, alum of East Carter High School. And uh, I want to hit up JJ real quick. Um, y yesterday, JJ and I spoke about East Carteret basketball when he and I were there. JJ, talk a little bit about the history of East Carteret basketball and, and what a great team they were back in the 90s when they were part of the Eastern Plains, the Coastal Plains 2A with Farmville Central, Green Central, Aiden Grifton, some of those schools. Yeah, they had a nice run there when me and you were in our school. They, uh, they went to two regionals, um, had a regional final appearance. Uh, they went to the third round for three straight seasons. They won like 70% of their games and about 70% of their conference games. Uh, Henry Kroon was the coach. And unfortunately for them, they were in the best 2A conference in the state. Um, the year before uh, I showed up to East Carter and my four years, that five-year run, the state champion came from that conference. Wow. Yeah, it, so, it was an incredible conference. And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the year that um, they played in the uh, – the 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 eastern the eastern final they played Aiden Grifton at um at Menji's Coliseum and Aliko Dunk uh, was uh, the point guard for Aiden Grifton he went on to play for the Pirates and yeah Dwight Jones went on to be a point guard at Colorado he played for East Carteret and Timmy yeah, Reel and, uh, Joel Fadry some great basketball players yeah um Farmville Central had Jarvis Lang, who went on to be one of the Charlotte. best players in UNC Charlotte history. Yeah, between between Lang and Dunk and and, and Reels and Jones, uh, yeah, the conference was loaded. Gracious, how about that? That is awesome. But bringing that tradition back, Coach Daniel Griffey from uh, East Carteret, and what has been the secret to uh, you guys' success over the, like you said, five straight conference championships in a row now, Coach? 
Uh, man, the success is based off of the kids. Um, I got two two guards, the best guards I've ever coached. Um, this is my ninth season as a head varsity coach. I have like for 13 years and was varsity coach over there for four years. Um, lucky enough to coach a kid named Kyron Bowman who made it to the league. Um, but the two kids I got, Shamel and Charles, Shamel Mateka and Charles, I mean, Shamel Baker and Charles Mateka, um, they're two best guards I've ever had. They, they complement each other. They, uh, hold, they hold everybody accountable. Um, games on the line, they're the ones that, that take the ball. You know, they, they handle the ball, they pass the ball, they score the ball. They do everything. They play defense and rebound. And since their sophomore year, so their freshman year, they had Benny Brooks, who was a great player here, um, set the single-game scoring record. Benny Brooks' group started the run in uh, 2019. And they kind of learned underneath Benny, Henry Tillett, Mason Rose, Thomas Wallace, and as sophomores, they were about on their own. And they had to lead the team, keep the team together, mold the team, kind of take ownership at a young age. And now they are legit seniors doing the same thing. And every year we've had a different set of three, four, five, six guys. And they've kind of molded them all together uh, every year. So that's been the secret. That's awesome, Coach. Um how how what type of support are you getting down there at East Carteret? I know back in the day when I was a student there, uh, they would pack pack the gym when Coach Crooms was leading the charge. Uh, I'm sure you're getting a, a great amount of fan support down there. Yeah, we got the best fans. I mean, they travel wherever we go, they go. Um, now, back in the day, I think there was a lot less activities going on as far as things you could do and now there's so much more that you can watch the games online you can stay at home you'll have to travel to Northside Pontown so you know some of those games people don't travel but uh, a Tuesday night going to Northside Pontown is a long night how long is that trip coach about an hour 45 maybe two hours I mean it's a, it's a long ride you know uh, which back in the day I know I was in I graduated high school in 2000 so when y'all were traveling to Farmville Central as a normal conference game that was a normal thing, and nowadays that's just not the, the way it typically is. Um, we have one long ride for the year, and then the rest of them are pretty, you know, hour ride, 45-minute ride. But um, we got great fans. Uh, we got a lot of old-timers that were there in the 90s that tell me the stories of uh, the Reels and the Joneses and the Padres. Uh, we've got – it's all family-based. So, you know, you've got grandparents and – parents and kids and aunts and uncles and cousins everybody's kin so they're there to relive what they went through high school what their family did in high school and now what their younger family's doing in high school so it's, it's a great fan base that's awesome coach that voice you're listening to uh we've got two of them with us right now the head uh basketball coach at east Carteret, daniel griffey we've got uh the sports editor for the Carteret county news times uh, J.J. Smith, both on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, and we'll kick it over to uh, J.J. Hey, what is it like? I mean, and I, you know, I was a sports reporter for what from between being a stringer and then actually doing it full time for a quarter century, but I never, only one time ever, I got to cover my alma mater, North Wilkes, uh, because I was down the Charlotte Market, Gastonia, then came out here uh, down east or uh, to eastern North Carolina. What is it like, uh, JJ, to uh, to cover to cover your high school alma mater? 
I, you know, I tell people all the time, people ask me, you know, if I root for, for teams and, uh, I don't know, I stole this from somebody, but I, I say I root for people and I root for stories. Um, so eventually you kind of lose that idea of an alma mater and the fact that, you know, you go to school there because you get close to certain coaches and certain players and, and the way a story develops and you just root for that more than you do any particular team and, uh, you know, East was not a great story when I first started the paper that the program had kind of fallen on hard times. The football program was really good there and it kind of sucked the, the basketball program dry and uh, they had a little dip there, which is unusual at East because East, which started in 1965, has pretty much been a, a, a good boys basketball program from the start and it took them a while to get back. But when they did get back, it became a, a good story and uh, this run they're on now. You know, this is the Billy Anderson slash Daniel Griffey era. Um, and this is the best era in uh, East Carter history, which is saying something. This is a, these past 14 years, they've won 12 conference championships. Um, you know, they've been to the third round 11 times. If, if Griffey can get them there this year, that'll be 12 and 14. Wow. Uh, you know, they've won a state championship. They went to the state, they were state runner up. They went to the regionals five years in a row. They've won almost 90% of their conference games in the past 14 years. Um, they've won 75% of their overall games. It's, it's been an unbelievable run. So if, I, if I'm rooting for stories, it's, it's been a good one over these past almost 15 years. One of the drums that you have banged, JJ, and I know we had you on here uh, a few months ago, and we, I talked about it then, but I, I don't mind talking about it every single time. It's just the unfairness of uh, the and, and these are my words. I'm not. I'll let you say it in your words, JJ. But just the unfairness of the way the North Carolina High School Athletic Association brackets out uh these teams and i and i apologize as east Carter, are you guys uh 1a or 2a right now uh we should be 1a but we are unfortunately 2a okay well it goes to that too but just the way that uh the nchsaa allows uh you know these charter schools and these basically well they they allow private schools in that have no boundaries and all that. JJ, I, I have you know as I told you uh, last time you were here on the show, uh, the NCHSAA, the, the the folks in Chapel Hill, they know JJ Smith's name because uh, you're the guy that uh, continues to stir it up, and I and I say stir it up in a good way that calls attention to. Why is uh, East Carteret, when they were 1A, or these other schools that are 1A schools, having to play these charter schools and these private schools that are able to draw from uh, from anybody that actually openly recruit, even though maybe they, and I'm doing air quotes when I say openly, we know some of them do. Hey, just uh, tell us a little bit about your, I think about you as like, uh, the, what were those, uh, like the quests back in the medieval times, you know, uh, these soldiers uh, with you with your armor on and your sword and taking on the big behemoth that is uh, the NCHSAA dude. But just tell us a little bit about that, about the unfairness of things. Yeah, you know, I just gave you the, the run of the history they've had and it's been amazing. Um, it would be even better if uh, there was no such thing as um, charter schools and magnet schools and parochial schools and, and the NCHSA um, 1A level. I've got, you know, I've got an issue with them being in the NCHSA, but being in the 1A level with, you know, these are metropolitan schools, you know, it's kind of oxymoron, right, to have a team in Winston-Salem in the 1A division, to have a team in Rocky Mount in the 1A division, to have Charlotte area teams and Raleigh area teams in the 1A division. These, this is divisions for the smallest schools in the country. You think of rural 
you think of Trenton, you think of Beaufort, you think of Bayboro, you don't think of Winston-Salem and Rocky Mountain, Charlotte and Raleigh. And yeah, the, this stretch, this 14-year stretch, there was one stretch there where they lost to it. But their season ended to a non-traditional team, um, I think it was five years in a row. And just to see the players at these 1A level, um, you know, the first year they lost to Rocky Mount Prep in uh, the regional final. They had a kid that went to Rutgers. Um, his name was um, Deshaun Freeman. He was like 6'8", 220. Uh, the first year they went to the state final, they played with the Salem Prep, who I think on that team had four kids who went Division One. I. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about what, what a level um, – uh, the next year, uh, the fourth year, they lost the Voyager Academy. Uh, Hank knows uh, oh, a yeah. young man, uh, Jay Huff, who went to Virginia, Wahoo Wah. Um, <laughs> and he was almost seven foot. Uh, the next year, they lost to Kestrel Heights, who isn't even a school anymore. Um, it was unbelievable. And just to see the talent level of kids who were 6'5 to 6'10, to who look like grown men, who went on to play Division One when most division, most 1A programs you see don't have anything approaching that. They're lucky they get a player like that in the 50-year history of their school, much less uh, routinely. So, yeah, I, I started to bang that drum because I just saw what I saw where if the, if the NCHSA declares that they're all about fair and equity, creating a field for kids to compete at the same level, it didn't seem like that was what was happening. No, and, dude, again – Kudos to you, JJ, and I have told you this. I've said it on, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. I've said it to you here on my show. I've said it to anybody that will listen to me. Keep fighting a good fight, man, because uh, yeah, eventually it's got to – I'm hoping with all this realignment that maybe they'll they'll try to fix it, but who knows. Hey, listen, i got to thank our yeah. exclusive sponsor of the big interview. It's UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission – is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the brian hanks show we've got not one but two big interviews on our spence automotive guest line right now jj smith from the carteret county news times uh daniel griffey the uh, head basketball coach of east carteret take it away mike so coach i want to i want to get back to so five consecutive conference championships and i think it was 12 and 14 years but talk to me a little bit about the unique challenges that you face at East Carteret High School in building a basketball program. Uh, so I'm actually from the western part of the state, like Brian. I, went, I graduated from South Carolina High School. Uh-huh. Rich in tradition in baseball. Uh, played basketball there because I could shoot and stay in shape for baseball. My thing was baseball. And then I moved <laughs> to the coast. Oh, well, it's Appalachian. And I moved to the coast and uh, – talking about the the 1a issues that you just discussed with jj I, we didn't have those issues you know i when i heard that stuff i read that stuff i didn't really understand it until i came to east carteret and i'd always been at big schools um coming from havelock a 3a school you know it was it was 
that was never an issue. <laughs> I come to East Carteret, and now I'll go from 1,100 kids to 500 kids, and all the kids, uh, they play everything. You have to have them play multiple sports. Otherwise, you don't have teams or you don't have programs or you don't have successful programs. Um, so you, the, the um, kids who play single sports or trying to, I'm only going to play football or I'm only going to play baseball, it's hard to do that here. So you have to get kids where they want to come play each sport so that each program can be as successful as it can be. Um, that was one of the struggles that I was not used to. Uh, coming from Havelock, a powerhouse in football, I didn't mess with football kids. You know, I hoped that they played basketball, but <laughs> if they said they had a chance to go play college football, they might not play basketball. So I always took the approach of uh, I want kids to play everything. In my opinion, my basketball players do better when they come from football because they're strong, they can take hits, they're used to practice, they're used to the grind. Uh, and it just makes them better all around to carry each program. When I took over uh, the basketball program, I ended up being the athletic director as well because Todd Morgan went to Jones to be the principal. Uh, I was also the baseball coach. So now I have the basketball team thrown in my lap. We make a run deep in the playoffs. Those same kids, except for out of my 14 players, I think 11 of them played baseball. And we had won the conference in baseball the year prior uh, when we were a 2A-1A league. And taking those kids to a basketball practice and then all of us going out to the baseball field and practicing baseball and then playing a playoff game and then going back out to the baseball field playing practicing baseball for a baseball game against West Carteret the next week was very strange to me. But it shows the uh, determination that the kids have. They just love to play the sports. And uh, when you got the backing of the parents that say, yeah, go do it all, and you got the sport administration, it, it makes it, it makes it fun. But you cannot come into a place like this and say, you know, this is it's my way or the highway. You're going to be at every workout. You know, you, if you do football and basketball, you got to hit that football field and then come to the gym. You cannot do that here because then you will ruin the, uh, the enjoyment of what those kids are actually trying to do. Wow. So a lot of work together. Me and B.J. Frazier, we work well together. Um, in football and basketball. He's a big supporter of mine. I'm a big supporter of his. Uh, I've never told a kid not to play. You can get hurt playing. You can get hurt walking out of the, walking out in the gym. I mean, Amen. Um, I tell them to, to go play. I do not like them to try to, you know, some kids will not play because they don't want to get hurt. And then middle of the season, basketball's not going on. They'll want to go back or they want to just join a team just because they're bored. And that's where I, I think that's the wrong issue because you're not in shape for it. You haven't trained for it. You're going mid-season. Those guys are already full steam ahead. That's the only time I've told a kid not to do it because you don't want to get hurt playing something just because you're bored. You know, I always tell them you're going to miss the lights. You're going to miss the Friday night. But uh, I try to get them to do everything. I love it. I also would hate to have a coach in my program tell, it, tell one of my players, don't play. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's been the secret to the success of uh, Kenston. You know, we're, this show is based out of Kenston. We cover Kenston High School, and it really is over the last 15 years or so is when they started allowing 
there was a time when, hey, you play basketball at Kinston and that's it. You know, I mean, you concentrate on that. Well, Wells Gulledge and Perry Tindall have made it a point of, hey, we want you, like what you just said, Coach, we want you to play football. We want you to run track. We want you to uh, play baseball. We want you to be as well-rounded as possible. Okay, guys, we are up against it, but I've, uh, I've got to, I have to absolutely mention this real quick. Man, I did not know you were a South Caldwell grad. I covered South Caldwell some uh, when I was in Gastonia at the Gaston Gazette. And, you know, you guys play uh, the Gastonia schools quite a bit. And I got to tell you, one of the most beautiful baseball facilities in the state of North Carolina, right there in South Caldwell, is it not? Yep, yep. Yep, it was a a good one. When I was there, it was all dirt infield. We used to love playing at MS Bill Stadium when I played Legion Ball for Coach 29. Uh, Just uh, Um, about incredible tradition listen we we, i definitely uh mike had brought up in our first hour about the tragedy that happened uh, a couple of years ago in fact i guess yesterday was a two-year anniversary and i wanted both of you as we close our interview uh with you guys uh, our big interview with you guys and we'll start with you coach Uh, just uh your memories from that tragic day two years ago and just what 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 it's the impact that it's had on the east carteret uh community that's terrible. I've, I mean, I've seen death in schools I, when I was in high school. Being a teacher, it's, it's part of I've seen teachers pass away, you know, but that was the worst tragedy I've ever been through because of such a tight-knit community. It brought everybody together, even though it's a bad situation. Um, we were right in the middle. We are coming down to the end of the season um, that year, and we had to beat Pamlico. They had beaten us at their place, and we had to beat Pamlico, and we were on this stretch, and I get a phone call going to a Super Bowl party uh, that there had been a plane crash and didn't really know who it was and was worried about some of my players. And it ended up being – I had two of the four kids in my PE class the semester before. And I can talk about it now. I can see them sitting on that three-point line when we're stretching. And a lot of people think – I think that a lot of people think uh, coaches or maybe me, all my, man, all my mind is on is – basketball or winning or, you know, what, how am I going to do to stop this team? And my break away from that to keep me sane is fishing. And I would talk to those kids about boats and fishing and shrimping. And, and uh, just, you know, it was my way to get away. And then I hear that it's two of the four kids that I had in class. And it, it was tough, man. It was the hardest thing I've ever been through. And then it puts into perspective, we're playing a game. You know, we want to win. We want to win the conference championship. I'm proud as heck of the five feet. I'm proud of my kids. But in the big scheme of things, it's a game. And then we had to postpone some nights, which was very understandable. Nobody was in the right frame of mind to play a game. And we had to play. And the first game we played was at Southside. And that was one of the toughest things I've ever done. Um, kids were, were, you know, we're trying to coach, trying to play. They're trying to hold back emotions. There's, I remember that night, there's a couple of technicals thrown out. Uh, there was a almost a little fight went down with the wrong kid, like kid that I would never expect to uh, push back on somebody. He pushed back. It's all from the frustration. It's the, they're holding back their emotions. We had a little breakdown in the locker room, and we won the game. And I told him, I said, man, you know, we all have to have this release, and this is our release from that time. You know, we got two-hour time limit to – be away from the situation because you live in that situation every day. And those families live with that every day. And uh, we end up coming back. Everybody's wearing camo. That was the coolest thing I'd seen. Uh, communities around other schools wearing camo. We had 
West Carteret and Crowtown are our enemies, you know, per se in the county, coming to our gym wearing wearing camo, pulling for us, and it was just a, a awesome situation to be. And I'm just thankful that I was a part of it. That is uh, awesome to see everybody come together to duck calls. I mean, it was yeah. it was a really cool situation. Uh, and we ended up beating Pamlico and uh, beat them in the conference tournament and went to the third round. I mean, it was, it was just a cool situation um, to be a part of for the unfortunateness. Well, I appreciate that, Coach Griffey. And, J.J., I hate to do this, dude. We are up against the clock right now. But if you just real quickly, covering it, I mean, you, you know, Coach Griffey was living in it. You had to cover it and be a part of it, too. Uh, what was it like for you from that point of view, J.J.? Yeah, I covered the memorial dedication on Sunday down in sea level. And uh, just to see, you know, to lose four kids who were sophomores in high school, um, Michael and I grew up with these families, and uh, nothing touches uh, this tragedy that's happened here in this county. To see the pain on the faces of these families Sunday after two years, uh, the pain they're living with every day, um, it's hard to put into words. Um, what this has meant to the community, but to see the community rally the way it has, uh, to lift up these four young boys and these families and come together and support them. Um, it's been, it's been hard to live through, but it's been, uh, sweet to see people come together and, and, and give these people the love they deserve. Listen, uh, I hate that we're ending on this, but like I said, we're up against it. we got to get our birthday game in here. Listen, J.J. Smith, you know how much I admire you and respect you for all the work you've done. Coach Griffey, congratulations for another championship. And I appreciate you guys both talking about this uh, tragedy too. But I just, there's no way Mike and I could have done this interview without addressing that, which was the two-year anniversary of yesterday. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, Coach Griffey, good luck in the playoffs, sir. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. And, J.J., thank you, buddy. Thank you all. There you go. Uh, well, that'll end that. Uh, Mike, we're so far over, man. I'm so sorry. Thank you, dude. Thank you for bringing – again, you bring great guests to the show. That was – we could have gone worked, another 15 minutes. It there, worked dude. out well because J.J. didn't get to share any embarrassing stories about me. That's what that means. It. That means we got to have him back on next week. What do you think? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> there you go. Mike, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate you, brother. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game, and we'll wrap up this Wednesday, February 14th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, February the 14th in the year of the Lord 2024. It's also Valentine's Day, John. Hey, John. John. Happy Valentine's Day, John. This too shall pass. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you, big boy? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. I, I, How's that? Is that good? Yeah, it's good. Um, I thought I thought the the ma mandatory hugs when we came in the studio was a little unnecessary, but hey, today is a holiday for you. It is for me. It's uh, Valentine's Day. I'm glad uh, after I gave John uh, his big hug. I don't know why he had insisted on going and taking a shower. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, listeners, there was no hug. <laughs> I outran him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not hard to do. No. And I had on nine coats just in case he caught me. Valentine's Day, we talk about this every year. Uh, Royal scam. It is, but, dude, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with... Uh, I'm romantic without Hallmark having to tell me to be. Well, not with me, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he's right, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So what are you doing for the for the wifey for Valentine's Day over there? Uh, I Jay do Dizzle? I do romantic things for the wifey year round all the time. Okay. Um, we we don't we 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 abstain from Valentine's Day and those shenanigans. Okay. What about you over there, Massey? What about what, what are you and the wifey gonna do for VD? <laughs> Go to a clinic. I <laughs> well, I just was short, you know, instead yeah. of. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I, I would I would tell you what we were doing, but uh, now you've just made it gross. <laughs> no, so um, we 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 make it more of a priority to make sure the kids are are included in you know the Valentine's festivities. So we we give the candy and the little gifts to to Maris and yeah. Austin, and it's not that important for for the two of us to exchange stuff it's yeah building character for the kids okay so Mayors tries to give me a valentine's day present i reject Aww. her <laughs> so she so she she's tougher when she's older um austin tries to give his mom a little valentine's candy and she says get out of my house um <clears throat> is this a bit or is this what y'all really do it's, it's a, a bit. bit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I didn't know. It'd be funny. He's the Prince of Darkness, John Dawson. I mean, you know, he's probably Paul. He's probably Paul Lynn deep in Valentine's Day, for all we know. Yeah, I'm the only one here telling the truth. I you ain't gotten to me yet. Well, go ahead and get your lie. I want to hear. I want no. I got no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um. <laughs> no, but really, we do. We just do. We we do some little things for the kids, and that's about it. Okay. Very good. Well. Uh, you know, I, I was recently married. I don't have my ring on right now, but, you know, you have to take my word for it. I was recently married. For some reason, married. you always take it off when Massey gets over here. Uh, my, my hot bride and I, we were in Greenville on uh, Saturday, and we had to go stop at a Hallmark store to uh, pick up some stuff. And uh, I didn't have to. She needed to. And then we went to Barnes & Noble's. Dude, I've actually grown to love Barnes & Noble. I mean, that is I've always cool liked place. them. Where's, where's this one? In Greenville. Oh, that one's still open? Yep. Okay. They're right beside it. Dude, does a very healthy business. I mean, it was, I wouldn't say packed, but, dude, they were easily 70, 75 people. In I like the one in, uh, was it the Cary Town Mall that's got, like, two floors? There's music on the second floor. I've never been to that yeah, one. Yeah, anyway. I've never been to that one. But this one was really cool, but we were in the Hallmark before we went in Barnes & Noble. And uh, and when we were on our honeymoon, uh, was it a honeymoon? Yeah, it was a honeymoon. Linda, I got her a, uh, what are those bracelets called? Uh, got me Kabbalah. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> no, they're Pandora. Pandora bracelet. Okay. And so I got her a Pandora bracelet and a couple of things when we were down in uh, the Bahamas. And uh, they had a Pandora in there, and she was, like, looking at it. And, you know, see, I don't, I don't know. Maybe your wife does this to you, but, you know, she kind of looking at him and then, you know, looking over at me, you know, no. furtively, you know. And no, then, I had to. We have uh, new furniture on our porch. Um, she had been talking about it for uh, three or four years. It's those old-timey metals. It's like a bench, but it's a slider. I love those. And she's been talking about it for two years. And it's like, well, when I, and I finally went up to her one day and said, order them. <laughs> so, anyway, back to you. No, no, no. It's cool. So, anyway, long story short, I got her a couple of uh, Pandora thingies. What Bracelets, pendant, uh, pendants. Yeah, yeah, Pandora with little pendants or whatever that goes on there. So one was a Valentine's Day one, and one was a uh, Mickey Mouse one. But I haven't given to you know today is February. I haven't given to her, given them to her yet. Just I don't open her. the box. Oh, Pandora's box! Ah, I get it. Uh, 
No stranger to sarcasm. <laughs> no, 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 you shouldn't be. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I'm doing for Valentine's Day. And I, you know, just, I, it, it's amazing. Man, we've got some great birthdays here. The coolest on. thing about Valentine's Day for us is my mom has a little get-together. And, like, we get, like, like subs and pizza and stuff. And it's kind of like the immediate family. That's the cool part for, for the adults. I like that. Okay. Well. Uh, do you any special Valentine's Days in y'all's past? Did y'all do the thing when you were in school? I mean, I know you and I are men of a certain generation. I don't know if they still did it for you, Jonathan, but uh, send flowers been... to school. <laughs> no. Oh no, we would buy the little cheap Valentines, you know, a little box that was like a dollar. Oh yeah, and a you half pass them whole... around class. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did that in the in the earlier years, but oh, like oh we did it all the way up through high school. One year Wilkes for County. I can't remember if it was. I think it was Valentine's Day. I, I made like big giant uh, ca- ca- homemade cards with messages on them, like the size of you could see from a car. Yeah. And a friend helped me put them on sticks, and we put them on the route on uh, my wife's then girlfriend's ride home. Oh. So she had like every couple of miles a little something. Oh. That's I mean, this one, I'm not even messing with you. That's a, That's very sweet. Yes. <laughs> It is. That's very sweet, dude. What you do with them? Burned them. <laughs> no, we still got them in a tube. Do you really? Yes. Oh man, dude, you gotta send me a picture. Take one out of a tube and send a picture. That'd nah, be- there's no need for that. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun, John Dawson. Mm. You did not win yesterday. Oh. Sorry, Jonathan Massey. You won yesterday, four to one. It is now six days to three. Dawson leads here in the birthday game so far in February. But you over there, Astro Boy, you get to tell us about uh, Goeco Technology Service Provider. Um, Goeco Technology Service Providers, uh, <clears throat> incredible company, great group of people, uh, headed up by a, a fine, a fine Kentstonian now, uh, Jock Passelig. He's done some amazing things in our in our little community, helping build up the businesses in downtown. Uh, uh, thanks in no small part to Jock, those businesses are flourishing. And if you want to uh, to flourish just like those businesses, you need to give Jock a call. And how would you do that, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 5353. 5354. Or you can visit his website. It's at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? Back I you, like it. You mean buckleberries.com. Z. Yeah. First of all, Bucklesberry, not Buckleberry. <laughs> is, that what I, is that what I said? Yeah. Did I say that? <laughs> you said Buckleberries. <laughs> so I misplaced the S in Buckleberries then. <laughs> buckleberries. Are you going to pretend you can't say Bucklesberry <laughs> No, now? Bucklesberry. I could say Bucklesberry. Now you okay. just say Bucklesberries. If anybody's making out that... that uh, <laughs> Marconi Marconi Award. Award. (laughs) That's H-A-N-K-S. There you go. This is turning into the new sphere. Good Lord. (laughs) No, man. Oh, God, I want to go back, The annals of history. Do you want to go back? I would live in that place if they let me. I know, man. I bet I spend 10 to 15 minutes a day looking at videos from there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people put reels up, you know, from being in there and all that. Anyway, uh, y'all ready to play the birthday game? I think we're out of time. No, we're we're good, man. We are good. Oh, let's see here. Uh, our first, uh, our first uh, birthday. birthday.
He's a native Kinstonian. Maceo Parker. There you go. That's all I needed to say. He's up there, isn't he? He's one of the all-time greats, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I still need to get him here on the show. I told you about the time I was at Spence. I wish I could find the cassette when I interviewed him at the Free Press. He said it was the best interview he'd ever well, had. Well, that's before I've interviewed him. Yeah, like if he's on here, I'm not going to be. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Maceo Parker, uh, Jonathan Massey, you know who we're talking about. The world-famous musician. He has performed with James. He was part of the James Brown uh, band. He was part of uh, Prince's, uh, you know, Prince and the Revolution. I, don't know, I guess it wasn't the no, Revolution. He, was a, he was a guest player. Yeah. And I told you, he, one of the U2 appearances on, uh, on Saturday Night Live, he was a performer that night on Saturday Night Live. It was so crazy. Uh, I was watching it at the very end, you know, where they, you know, thank, I don't, I couldn't even tell you who hosted that night. And the person said, I will, uh, you know, I want to thank you too and Maceo Parker. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. But they were on the same show together, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played with uh, Living Color. Yeah. Played with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. God. Lots of people. That is amazing, man. But Maceo Parker over there. You know what? I'm tagging him on this. I want to get him here on the show. So when I get him on the show, you will come in and help me interview him that day? Yeah, I'm probably going to take over. But, yeah. (laughs) At least he's honest. I appreciate his honesty. (laughs) I don't want to insult the man. Um, 81. He was born on Valentine's Day, February the 14th in the year of the Lord, 1943. He is indeed 81 years old today, Jonathan Massey. Bia! Did you know that? Was well, totally no a idea. guess. I, I was I was trying to figure out in the ages of you know people that would have been performing with James Brown and work backwards from there. Well, dude, I'm impressed, man. I got I, one thing I asked him that no one had ever asked him about. But we should ask him if we get him on the show. Is that he and some of the guys left and formed their own band. And James was so mad, he went to the radio stations and paid them not to play their record. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Makes you think James Brown might not have been the nicest person in the world. Well, you know, geniuses have their eccentricities. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to work with me, you know, because, you know, I'm something. Okay, hey, uh, next one. We've got another musician (laughs) here for you. Let's see. Let's play this. Hot. Is the lead guitarist for Heart, or I—I I don't know if he's lead guitarist. He was one of the founding members of the band, though. I don't. Other than the sisters, I don't know the names. Oh, Roger Fisher. Ah, okay. Roger Fisher, and I don't know if this is him playing right here, but uh, I think it is though. The song, Barracuda. Album, uh, something in butterflies. I don't know. Uh, you're thinking about no, Little Queen. Oh, okay. Little Queen from 1977. Heart. All I know, the three or four songs radio plays to death, I know. I mean, I like their 70s stuff, those 80s cheese ballads, not so much. Yeah. Kind of like Chicago, man. Chicago. I'm yes. with you. I do, although I like the Chicago cheese ballads, but uh, I, I like, I love 60s Chicago and early 70s Chicago. And that's the prime time. Yep, it is. Roger Fisher over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? Uh, guitarist, and he was a founding member of Heart. 70. You say 70. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 71. He was born February the 14th, 1950. So he is 74 today. Congratulations mm-hmm. over there, 
John of the Mask, you take a two to nothing lead. Guess what? We've got another musician. I can show here. you this riff on your acoustic guitar. It's just one chord moved to three spots. Is it really? Yes. Uh, is it a, is it the D chord that? No, oh. it's an E chord. So I'd have to learn a new chord. Have you learned the D yet? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. This uh, he's a lead singer of this band. That's Rob Thomas, Matchbox Twenty. Note to self: Make sure you have a Matchbox Twenty song in the next. Uh, see, I've thought about what would be fun to do. You sing it and just have a playlist ready, not just do it randomly. Whereas stuff that I know that he would know first, just to see your head explode, John, <laughs> because your head would explode. He would. would, he would I think smell I would smell a, a fix after maybe the fourth one. Because <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> you are smart. But uh, wouldn't that be fun? I just thought that would be funny just to do so. And, I mean, him and I even get together on it, you know, and just mm -hmm. say. Uh, and I would have to throw like a, you know, I'd have to throw a Who song in there every sixth song or something. So, you know, you wouldn't be totally shut out. But now that I've I probably ruined it now, though, haven't I? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. But this is Rob Thomas. Do you like Rob Thomas? Yeah, I love Matchbox 20. Yeah, today's his birthday. Did you know that? No. Well, it is. Rob Thomas. I'm just crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I prefer shame, if you would. Shame. Oh, man. Are you doing that stuff like he does to me and give me a song that I'm going to have to No, it's off uh, the album Yourself or Someone Like You. It's like the third album from the bottom, or the third song from the bottom. Shame. I'm just trying to find. So you pick songs based on how easy it is to tap on them? Yes. Okay. So this is the one you know then? Well, I know all of them, but. Very good. But do you know how old uh, Rob Thomas is, though? 52. Hold on. I'm having to. Uh, uh, how old you say? 52. <laughs> He's going to think we started doing it today. <laughs> <laughs> he is indeed 52. Uh, he was born uh, February the 14th, 1972. Did you know that? No, I mean, I knew right about how old he was. Wait a minute. So you now lead three to nothing. You know what that means? Can we keep this playing underneath since you're ahead three to nothing? Nah. You make sure? It e we'll make it easier for John. I'm okay with potting oh. it down. Guess what? Go ahead and wind it up over there, John Dawson. Jonathan Massey has a perfect game brewing. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. What is he doing over there right now, Jonathan Massey? He's uh, he's saluting and cranking it. There, you're right about that. You're right. 52 years old. You lead three to nothing. You've already clinched the day today, but we're going to keep playing anyway. See if you can get a perfect game here, okay? John Dawson, uh, he was the final starting quarterback for the New England Patriots before <laughs> Tom Brady took over. It's Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, indeed. Drew Bledsoe. You know who Drew, Drew Bledsoe is, I'm sure. Are you taking an exaggerated sip of your water right now? <laughs> he is, I believe. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, how old is he today over there, John Dawson? You know who Drew Bledsoe is. I don't. The He was the, the, the New England Patriots spent a lot of money to sign him. And then he got injured. What was his injury? I don't remember. It wasn't. It wasn't even a season-ending injury. I no, think. it was because you're right. It was just. A, I think it might have been like a like a high ankle sprain or some kind of knee injury that he could come back from, a, like a knee sprain. And Tom Brady just played really well while he was out, and the rest, as they say, is history. Where did he end up going? Buffalo. That's right. That's right. He went to the Buffalo Bills after that. Drew Blitz. <laughs> 
we're getting the quick side eyes over here. Not not the lightning quick like he does. Oh no, he's going to it though. Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> I do love the side eyes. So, <sighs> Drew Bledsoe, how old is he today over there, John Dawson? Forty-two. You say forty. You say forty-two. Uh, what do you say, Jonathan Massey? Fifty-two. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. He is the same, born the same day, year, month, everything as Rob Thomas of Maxbox 20. He is 52 years old. And guess what? Crank it up again, John Dawson. It's a perfect game alert. Perfect game alert. <laughs> Jonathan Massey is up four to nothing. <laughs> With the themes. <laughs> I only did that to be safe because I honestly thought he was like 54, 55. I don't know who wow. Drew Brees is. Drew Bledsoe. Whatever. The fact that you just named another NFL starting quarterback mm-hmm. on accident, yeah. impressive. Yeah, a little yeah. impressive. I got to look. Very <laughs> impressed over here. Anyway, uh, here's the last one. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you ready? Yep. This is for perfection. I don't remember the last time. You've not had a perfect game in uh, the it's been a while. year of the Lord 2024. I do know that we'll see well i'm not going to jinx you we'll see if you get it here you ready okay. oh, you won't jinx him <laughs> <laughs> he's a magician who was born raymond joseph teller but we know him simply as teller teller that's right he's the quiet one mm-hmm. he doesn't talk do you? you guys are fans right yes okay. yeah, I yeah. You. his exactly. partner was on miami vice season two and he, he was on miami vice season four He's actually directed some stuff on Broadway, but I'm a big Penn and Teller fan. Oh, so how old is he then for the perfect game? Oh my God, you get this right on the nose. I think I, I, I think I know. Oh God. See, I'm stuck though because it's oh, say something. 70, 76. He was born February the 14th in the year of our Lord, 1948. He is indeed 76 years old. Let's As see. someone who just recently listened to a JFK conspiracy podcast, <laughs> I think he confessed to this before it was even over. It doesn't. Dude, you know when your last perfect game was? Okay, see if you can guess that. February 14th. No. That'd be funny. That would be funny. June 16th. <laughs> Three days before my he got He got off work early. His brain is unknotted. There you go. Well, you mean the other day he got off work early. <laughs> Shut up! Payback, payback. Good Lord. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Oh. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Your uh, <laughs> 33rd perfect game, or your 34th perfect game, but your first since uh, June 16th, dude. I'm very proud of you, man. Hey, we've got some local birthdays here, too. Let me uh, find those for you real quick. Let's see. Also born today, celebrating birthday, Wayne Barwick from uh, uh, from North and North High School, just a legend there. Chris Decker, one of the good guys downtown. Kendrick Burney from uh, Southwest Onslow, just an outstanding athlete, one of the best athletes to ever come monslow county how about a uh, 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 young lady you and i used to work with at the free press jessica meadows remember mm-hmm. jessica yes sweetheart man just total sweetheart how about ryan herman's uh, little lady jacqueline herman today is her birthday that poor woman no oh, man they're in love man you ever see i when i when i'm you know, a, clearly she's blinded by it <laughs> no man ryan was a good looking dude man was yeah wow 
And I hate this. We got to cut it a little bit short. Hello, John. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're in here live with me right now. Hey, uh, happy birthday, uh, Wayne Barwick, uh, Chris Decker, Kendrick Burney, Jessica Meadows, Jacqueline Herman, Caleb Turek, Apple, April Caudle Bulin. It's good to see you this morning, dude. Yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.